Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In Depth. What's up, Sports In-Depth fans? JD here in the studio late on Sunday night instead of Monday night. The divisional round is completed in the National Football League. I got the Sunday scaries late in the booth tonight, and I know that the great game of football in the NFL will cheer me up, so I said, hey, let's do it a day earlier. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs take care of the Jacksonville Jags. A scary moment. For Kansas City Chief fans and NFL fans across the globe, Patrick Mahomes exited the game in the second quarter after ankle injury. This is big time, and it's going to carry on into next week. Uh, It's a high ankle sprain, and Patrick Mahomes will not be even close to 100% heading into the conference championship, but we'll get there. Against Jacksonville, still able to put up pretty good numbers. Patty was 22 for 30, 195 yards passing with two scores. Travis Kelsey, two tutties, being the main target that he truly is for that Chiefs offense. And Pacheco, a great game on the ground. The kid out of Rutgers. Shout out Jersey. I'm raised up there. A bunch of my buddies went to Rutgers. They love Pacheco. Kansas City is able to use a lot of these mighty mites. You know, Pacheco. Uh, McKinnon, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire when he's available. It's truly a threat, and they get the ball out so quick and out of the screen game, and when Patty's finding Kelsey, you know, these little in-routes, five-and-ins, and he's always able to be effective between the numbers, and that's a real big deal in the National Football League when your tight end is such a threat out of the receiving game. We see a lot of tight ends in our game be effective, like Travis Kelsey and George Kittle of the remaining teams left. Truly threats, you know, tight end is a blocking position mainly. It's turned into a wideout position. I give George Kittle a little bit more credit at the tight end spot than Kelsey. Kelsey's a fantastic player, one of the best tight ends of all time. But he's kind of a wideout, you know. Kelsey's not always involved in the blocking game, in a run game up the A and B gaps. Kittle's a banger, man. He'll hit you at the line of scrimmage. He'll drive you back. He can block and receive, and yards after the catch for George Kittle is even greater than Travis Kelsey. And that's a whole different tight end debate because we have a lot of good tight ends in the game today that all utilize the position differently. And that's what makes the game so great. And offensive coordinators and head coaches get to be creative with their playbooks when it comes to this position. And they use what's best for that particular offense or that particular game that given Sunday. The tight end spot's very interesting. It's changed a lot over the years. I've seen that position change even in my lifetime. And I'm 25 years of age. My uncles and my fathers, their lifetime of 50, 60 years, It's changed a ton. Nowadays, these OCs are getting creative as heck and twisting their playbooks up and making it really unpredictable out there. And even for the remaining teams left, you know, we know the Niners and the Chiefs, but for the Bengals, Hayden Hurst, and for the Eagles, Dallas Goddard, 
talking about those tight end positions real quick, they've been effective as well. And they're B-list tight ends compared to those two A-list guys left. So yeah, back to Chiefs-Jags and just the Chiefs' ability to get it done late. Big fumble by the Jags and the Chiefs are able to recover it in the end zone. Really, really a good season for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going to give Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, all those guys in North Florida a lot of credit. Uh, No one thought they'd be in the playoffs, let alone win a playoff game and keep it close against Kansas City. Jacksonville is heading in a promising direction. I I know it's not the franchise. Uh, Trevor got drafted here and he's like, ah, how long is it going to take? But with the number one overall pick, they went with Trevor. And the good part about going with Lawrence here, he's going to be with you a long time. And he's going to be a difference maker in this league, as he already is. He's an exciting QB. He believes in his group. He's a great leader and learned that from Dabo Sweeney over there with Clemson. Jacksonville's got a lot to be excited about. And it all starts with the head coach, Doug Peterson, bringing in championship DNA. He won the whole thing with the Philadelphia Eagles. And he's come in and already turned this franchise around and hopefully gets them to the promised land one day. Close game. Patty Mahomes rest up. You got a tough task next week. So I hope you heal properly. And I hope you tape that up and you're ready to go. Not on limited reps out there for every play. I know anything is possible, and Chad Henney came into this ballgame and led a 98-yard touchdown drive, but Sir Patrick Mahomes, five years as a starter, five years AFC championship at the very minimum, man. Next game, my Giants got pummeled. Shout out the Greg family for believing I believe a few of my other buddies in Connecticut and a lot of Jersey believe, but the Giants just simply do not have it. They beat a Minnesota Viking team, and I was hyped last week, but the Vikings ain't the Eagles, folks. Philly can run it down your throat, pass it down your throat, and their defense is so, so effective. I know I'm still bothered by the fact that the Giants did not pay Bradbury, and he's over there with our division rival, but... That defense is so good. That front seven led by Cox and the secondary with Darius Slay, Gardner Johnson. Man, all those guys are effective on the defensive side of the football. Um, Giants only scored once in this game, barely. Matt Breida got in for an eight-yard run. Um, We avoided the shutout, but just dominated start to finish. And I think the Philadelphia Eagles are a true problem. Out of college, I'll be honest, guys. Jalen Hurts, he didn't wow me ever. And I never thought he would be this good of a passer in the pros. But let's remember, guys, he's more of a runner. He's got a lot of time back there. He's behind one of the best offensive lines in football, led by Lane Johnson. The Philadelphia Eagles give Jalen Hurts an eternity back there. And, you know, I give the kid a lot of props, but he's in a good system. Behind a good line. Has tremendous skill players. Jalen Hurts is in the right situation more than being the right player for the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's no knock at him. Just some players are fortunate enough to go to a franchise, go to an organization that's ready to win now. And QB was the last missing piece. They just needed a guy that's not going to turn it over and a guy that can run a lot of RPO down defense's throats. So Jalen Hurts and the Eagles survive easily against the New York football Giants. Shout out Dable, Daniel Jones, Saquon, all those boys for a great year. 
but you ran into a team that's a lot better than you, and that's going to be scary for many years to come. The Giants have a decision to make with Daniel Jones. I think they're going to keep him, and he's going to remain as the quarterback of the New York football Giants, but we can't get enamored with one playoff game. We truly can't. Against a big-time defense, Daniel Jones was lost on Saturday night, and we got to keep that in mind. Michael Strahan and I took the Giants, but we did it with our heart and not our head. Sunday's matchups earlier today, the Bengals shock the Buffalo Bills. They shocked the Bills. They didn't shock me. I only say that because Joe Burrow got to the AFC Championship last year. He's proved he's a dynamic quarterback and someone that does not turn the football over. Did I think the Bills would go home this early in a year that was for DeMar Hamlin, a year with everything riding in Buffalo's favor? Do it for DeMar. Pray for DeMar. But the one thing I must say, football, snowy weather, the team that scores first. I was joking with Jaron Air. The team that gets on the board first and keeps the lead is going to be the team that wins the game, especially in weather conditions like this, especially with two good football teams that are evenly matched. Everyone was nervous coming into this with the Bengals having three starting offensive linemen out, including myself. But man, did those guys step up big. Joe Burrow in the postgame interview was talking about, hey, They overlooked us. Everyone thought it'd be Bills, Chiefs at a neutral site. But Joe said, refund those tickets, man. We're going to Arrowhead, and we're trying to take down them boys from Kansas City. Because Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they know what it's like to win big games. But Joe now does too. Josh Allen's going to have a very hectic offseason with a lot on his mind saying, ah, we're almost there, we're almost there. The story of the Bills franchise is the term almost. I gotta get these guys a ring. Whether it's next year, five years, whenever it is, I gotta bring a championship home to Orchard Park. Um, I know that's his hope and dream, but let's see if he can make it a reality. Now, the Cincinnati Bengals, they've been to the Super Bowl already. Can Joe do it again? Because they dominated on the ground. Defense looked good. And Joe was passing that thing in the snow, and it was a joy to watch. Jamar Chase is my favorite receiver in football. Everybody knows that. And he got in for a score. Was almost two scores, but uh, they called that incomplete when they looked at it on replay. But one was enough. Buffalo Bills were limited to just 10 Sunday in their own house. Let's talk about the game that we all just watched a few hours back, because I'm recording Sunday night. Cowboys lose, and uh, the Niners wanted to keep this low scoring. Um, They knew the Cowboys wouldn't score more than them, and they would score just enough to win. Uh, We know how I feel about San Francisco's offensive line. You know, giving these guys a lot of room to run with Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. Uh, Kittle had a good game, and Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, doing just enough to win ball games. The Niners offense, I always joke. Kyle Shanahan says it all the time. We need a QB that plays mistake-free. That's really it. We're not going to ask a ton out of that position. And Brock Purdy, 23 years of age, a rookie, went late in the draft. Some people thought he'd never start an NFL game, but he's starting the biggest of games and winning the biggest of games. All can be said about Brock's not doing a ton. 
Is he the quarterback of the future? This, that, and the third. But what I look at is he plays really smart football for a kid out of Iowa State that no one thought would be anything. Is starting for the San Francisco 49ers in the postseason and is heading to the NFC Championship game. There's a lot to be said about this kid. I mean, we know when he beat Tom Brady in his place in front of Tom's whole family, everyone traveled from San Mateo over to the Bay Area to watch Tom against Purdy. Purdy had a good game then. And that really, one after the other, snowball was rolling. And it's going to be a really interesting game next week. I'm going to touch upon the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, Hot take, folks. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys should think about moving Dak Prescott. Um, I think a trade would be great. He's proved time and time again that the postseason's not for him. Threw two picks in this ballgame, under 210 yards passing, 23 for 37. That does not cut it. And uh, turnovers were the story. Purdy didn't turn the ball over. Dak did. And uh, the team with less turnovers in football games usually win. And that was the story here tonight. I must say with Dak, I truly know that everyone in that locker room rides with Dak. And they think Dak could be that guy. But it's time to move on. Dak is not getting any younger, folks. Dak Prescott is now 29 years of age. Yes, I just said that. 29 years old. He's not getting any younger. He's not showing improvement in my opinion. No more growth. And I'm not saying he can't grow anymore, but I think it's in his head over here in Dallas playing for America's team or so-called America's team. When you don't win for a long time and you struggle in the postseason, you're no longer America's team to me. America's team was Tom Brady with the New England Patriots. And now America's quarterback is Joe Burrow. Shout out, DG. And to wrap up here tonight, I just want to talk about the conference games. And I'll just tell you, talking football and doing the podcast here tonight got me in a better mood. And we want to go into this week strong. So I really appreciate doing this for the best fans in the world. I really do. One week at a time, as Tom Brady said, one day at a time. And uh, that's how we're going to take things from here on out. Sunday the 29th, two exciting matchups. Four teams that deserve to be playing in championship weekend. I talk about NFC and AFC championship being my favorite weekend of the year because I like the conference championship better than the Super Bowl because it's two games at the highest degree of difficulty rather than one game. Don't get me wrong. Super Bowl, I go absolutely bananas. I love it. A big time game and we're going to see something special. But conference weekend, Eagles Niners in a hostile environment in the city of brotherly love. I must say, the Eagles are going down. I know it's the city that got it done a few years back with Nick Foles. They're going to lose to Brock Purdy and these boys, and the story is going to be the Niners are going to ground and pound on these Eagles. I think McCaffrey and Mitchell are both going to have big games, and it's going to open it up for George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. It's going to open it for those two dudes down the field. I really must say it's going to be close. It's going to be high scoring. I I truly mean that. The Niners, Dallas was low scoring this week. But next week, man, you're going to see some points. Even though it's the top two defenses in the National Football League, I truly think the run game and the offensive lines will be just fine. Because you've got top offensive lines 
in the history of this league playing on Sunday the 29th. But I have the Niners on the road, and it's going to be a special victory for John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, and the whole organization. Brock Purdy's going to have a game like he had against Dallas, like a game he's been having all year, just enough to win. And if you ask just enough of Brock, he has showed that he can turn Mr. Irrelevant into Mr. Relevant. Uh, the second game, Bengals-Chiefs, a rematch of last year. Joe got to him last year, overcame a big comeback, and beat Sir Patrick Mahomes in Arrowhead. Can he do it again? I truly think he can. I think this year, Bengals might run away with it a little bit more than it being tight like last year. Patrick Mahomes, guys, a high ankle sprain is no joke. I think anything is possible. Chad Henney might have to come in for a few reps in this ball game. We'll see how Patty's doing. If we see the limp like we saw on Saturday, Andy Reid's going to have something to say because you got to save Pat for his future, his career, because you don't want to put it all on the line this year. Patty's going to get you to the AFC Championship at least most years in his career. So uh, we'll see how this one goes. I mean, Joey's... Looking to go to the Super Bowl again. I mean, just a young kid who's poised, got swagger. We call him Joe Cool, Joe Shiesty, Joe Burr. He's got every nickname in the book. When he started puffing cigars back at LSU, that's when I'm like, damn, this is a dog. And uh, he sure is. I think you're going to see the Bengals and the Niners in the Super Bowl on Nana's birthday, February 12th, uh, which is going to be a special game as well. But conference weekend... You heard it here first with J.D. on Sports In-Depth. Both road teams are taking it, and it's going to be two phenomenal games. Niners-Eagles is going to be a little closer, but Bengals-Chiefs, man, Joe Shiesty is going to give it to them. Everyone enjoy. Take my picks with a grain of salt. Anything can happen in the NFL any given Sunday. Betting on the game just ain't the thing. Keep it real, folks. Just enjoy. I got the best fans in the world. PG, thanks for holding it down. I meant to shout out PG last week for his birthday, but I'm so happy he had a special birthday. My future brother-in-law, one hell of a kid, man. Uh, we got so lucky, and uh, I hope he feels the same way. Big party coming in November. So uh, JD out, JD cooking in the studio late, trying to start my week off hot. Sunday scaries don't got a thing on me. Jay. D. Out.